0: All right everyone I am joined today by Steve O'Reilly who is functional longevity coach and has just released his first book I believe yeah is, first
1: book
0: and it is called The Dirty Fat Doesn't so I'm super happy <laughs> to have him here on the on the podcast and we're going to be talking today about the reasons why people are not seeing results with their health and with their fitness. So welcome, Steve. Thanks, Connor. Thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm delighted to be talking to you. And first of all, tell me a little bit about The, the Dirty Fat Dozen. Well, this, is, this was a book that's
1: probably been in the making for a long time because I never really wanted to write something about what I do but probably like yourself, you keep getting clients asking the same questions. You keep seeing the same problems. You, you know, you go to a dinner party and you hear the same crazy science and crazy ideas about losing weight, getting in shape and everything. And I just thought if I put it into a book, then it saves me a lot of explaining at dinner parties. Right. So yeah, it finally came around after a few years of thinking about it. And, uh, the book basically goes into talking about what I see as the main reasons why people fail at losing fat in the gym. And it goes into detail about them. So yeah, if anyone's interested in finding out what I think are the probably the 12 greatest reasons you fail at losing fat when working out, then the book's on the website at the moment. You can get it at stephenoreilly.com. So.
0: Yeah, cool. And that's, again, it's, it's gonna be very similar to what we're gonna be talking about today. And exactly. so th- the reason why, I, why I, I suppose I chose this topic is because so many people are not seeing results. We have basically an obesity crisis in the whole world. So something is not working or something is wrong. People are saying this is how you do it on one side. And then other people in the same industry are saying that, that this person is completely wrong and it's very hard to know who to trust. There's so much information out there, and there's so much promise of results, but not actually delivering of any results whatsoever. So for the whole remainder of this podcast, we're just going to be swapping points on what we think are the main reasons why people are not seeing results. So Steve, I'm going to let you kick it off with number one, maybe your, I suppose, the most important reason or the biggest reason why people aren't seeing results. I think
1: one of the biggest reasons I see why people don't get results is usually they follow some protocol, strategy, or diet that depletes the body or sends it into a complete state of catabolic shock. That's one of the biggest reasons I see. Uh, There's so many strategies out there and programs and crazy diets, and people follow these, and after a short period of time, their body's basically shutting down. Um, They're getting no results anymore. The body is rebelling. And this is probably one of the biggest problems that I see with people. And usually I'm the type of guy that people come to after they have had this problem with someone else. That's usually how I get my business. Um, So yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced the type of crazy diets you hear about out there, the type of crazy training programs people are following. And I see them, they come to me and, you know, the body is shut down. That's the first biggest thing I see. I yeah, don't know if I, that's your experience.
0: Completely agree. People come in and and the first thing is we ask them, okay, what have you what have you tried before? And always the answer is, I've tried keto, I've tried intermittent fasting, I've tried Atkins diet, I've tried five and two, I've tried all of these these diets. And the thing about it is they've seen these type of fad diets work for people, and they think, okay, this is exactly what I need to get me results. But the yeah. reality is those There's some of those those diets do work for people and people do get results for no doubt. But the biggest thing people fail to to actually acknowledge is why they're actually in the position they're in in the first place. What has gotten them to the position that they're in now? Instead of jumping at the solution of keto diet or jumping at the solution of IF or whatever it is. The first step that you need to be doing is, is taking a look at what's, what is the problem? And I think that's the biggest reason why people aren't seeing results. Very similar point is that they're jump, people jump at solutions and they have no interest in actually finding what the root cause of the problem is to begin with. And for me, it's, it's impossible to find a solution. If you don't know what you're finding a a solution for
1: yeah i agree yeah. and i think it kind of it kind of ties into what i would see as the second biggest problem and that is that people's expectations usually don't match their results because their expectations are so high and that is you know they just don't take into account as you said it's probably taken them 30 40 years to get to where they are now and they expect this totally transform in six weeks yeah and of course you know, I mean, the marketing gurus and the people out there selling books and the people selling protocols, they're going to capitalize on that. You know, of course, follow this diet. You'll be in shape in two months. You know, you'll, you'll shed so much weight and body fat. Yeah. It'll all happen in a matter of months. And, of course, it doesn't. You know, as professionals in the industry, we know that. You know, it's all a scam. It's a hoax. But it's great for selling books. It's great for programs. It's great for selling products. But the reality is, and this is what the consumer or the client ends up with, is the reality is not what they get you know it's just not going to happen that way they have to look at the problem from a different perspective and it's as you said they need to take into account how long it's taken to get there
0: yeah 6 kg in uh, 6 kg in 5 days or 6 kg in 6 so many times i've seen things similar to that and exactly as you say it takes you 30 it takes you 30 years to get to the point you're in, if you're extremely overweight, and then you think, oh, well, I can change it in five or six days. It's Crazy, isn't it? And yeah. I think it's a problem. And you know, the thought, thing is, the science is... Go on, go on.
1: I think, this, you know, I mean, the science is there that it, it doesn't take an inordinate amount of time to drop body fat. The problem is that most of the strategies, because they work on this marketing hook of losing lots of weight really quickly or, you know, dropping a dress size in a week, what they're doing is they're dropping water. Most of them are all just dropping water. You know, these diets, they all work for a very short period of time on the two premises. One, they work maybe for a week or two because your body goes into shock and you lose weight. The second premise is that what they're actually losing is water. That's nine times out of 10 what you see. If it's a rapid weight loss, it's water. And that's just glycogen depletion out of the body. It's nothing else. And of course they look smaller. They get into the smaller dress size. They get into the tighter pants, but then as soon as they eat a salty meal, it's back up again. Right. So it doesn't go anywhere. You know, they don't change. And that's what people don't understand is that losing weight is not the same as losing fat. It's totally different.
0: Exactly. I completely agree with that. And then it's, it's kind of, I suppose uh, I, I would have always been annoyed at the fitness industry in general for putting out this stuff of six kg in two weeks, but it's kind of the, the fault and the mindset of, of both the, the consumer and the, and the trainer, because it's like people want to lose weight extremely fast. And then trainers, it's like the low hanging fruit or trainers or coaches or fitness <laughs> professionals. It's like, well, I know how I can get a client. I can promise this, even though it's not a realistic result. So it's, it's kind of, catch-22 is not the word for it, but it's both parties are, are trying to get something that yeah. doesn't exist, essentially. The trainer or the coach wants to promise you know what what I mean I to see- result in a short period of time, and the person wants it in the short period of time. But really, both the client and the coach know in the, in the back of their mind that this is not the right way to go. But it's such a It's such a tempting thing to go for.
1: I think the one fundamental thing most people miss about the fitness industry and health industry is that it's a business. It's a business. Yeah, exactly. And most of the business is placed on repeat business. It's on getting the clients to come back. It's getting on the members members to renew. It's getting on people to buy the product again, to buy the next edition of the book. You know, if if trainers were really to work with the science and to work with the truth and the logic of it and help the client lose the fat, then the client doesn't come back. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of clients don't realize is that a lot of trainers are working on the basis of repeat business, and they have to. Gyms, gyms create a whole you know, workforce of trainers who are based on that principle, repeat business. So they don't want you to succeed ultimately in most of those environments. You know, I think personal trainers and private consultants and people like ourselves, we work differently. We're looking for the client's best interest and to achieve the results. But when you work in the commercial environment at most gyms, they, they want that a little bit, but they also want you to come back, right? So, you know, that's what clients need to bear in mind when they're making judgments. And I think this all, you know, it's, social media also has a great sort of responsibility here. They, they cause a lot of problems to setting expectations so high. You know, I mean, you see all these guys and girls on social media with six packs are in great shape and they're selling the products and everybody thinks they're going to get those results really, really quickly. And, you know, it's, as you said, we're 50% to blame and we're 50% the solution, you know,
0: that's exactly. the problem with the industry. Yeah, I completely, completely agree with, with that. And that's, that's the, the thing about getting a coach or getting a trainer or going to the gym or, or hiring a consultant. It's, it really comes down to, to hiring the right person who has your best interests for you. And for me, it's, it's always a, a big thing. If you go into, if you go to a gym or you, or you hire a trainer whatever it is that the first thing you do is not anything to do with the gym. You have a consultation, you go yeah. through what what's working, what's not working, what your goals are, where you want to be, have an assessment, have targets, have a, a baseline. Because if you've gone into a gym and you, you're you just going in, working out, there's no way you're going to get results. It's, it's virtually, no. for long-term sustainable results, it's virtually impossible. So, and that's, I suppose, one of the other reasons why people don't lose weight is because habits and mindset and goals is not sexy. Sexy fitness is... No sexy fitness is beautiful looking women, six pack, six pack men, six pack abs, whatever it is. And that's what is advertised out there. And that's what people are shooting for. And in most of these advertisements, it's just people working out. It's not people talking Mm -hmm. about your habits and your, your environment and who you're spending your time with. And I think that's one of the biggest problems is that it's not sexy. It's not the sexiest side of it, but it's what gets results. And I know, as as a uh, as a, someone who focuses strongly on nutrition, I, I I know you find the same thing with a with a lot of your a lot of your clients. I would imagine.
1: I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, I mean, gym work probably represents twenty percent of what the equation of losing fat. That's the bottom line. You spend an hour in the gym, but if you have the 23 hours a day, what are you doing with that? What is your lifestyle? What is your mindset? How are you approaching the problem? You have to deal with that side more than the gym. You know, and I'm sure you get this. Most people go into the gym expecting they're going to lose a lot of fat when the reality is that you're probably burning about 150 calories in an hour. You know, if your total intake for the day is a couple of thousand, where do you think that's being burned? Where do you think that's being controlled? It's outside the gym. So what you do outside nutritionally and your lifestyle has the biggest effect on weight loss and fat loss. And that's what most people don't understand because the soul, the sexy fitness, it's about getting to the gym, it's about working out, it's about doing this, it's doing that. But actually it's the lifestyle. And most of the people they follow on social media and the people who, uh, you know, have these bodies that they aspire to have, they live a certain lifestyle to achieve that. And that's what most people do not understand. It's not about an hour in the gym three times a week. That doesn't do it. And this is one of the things, this is why many years ago I changed my, you know, I was working as a personal trainer. I was qualified as a nutritionist. I was doing a variety of other things, NLP, the whole lot that I sort of changed the bar for my clients by saying, I don't want you aspiring to just changing your body and changing, you know, losing some weight over a period of time. I want you to aspire or aim for functional fitness for life. That's where the whole term came from is because to me, it was about a mindset for life because otherwise you're just not going to achieve it. You'll have short term results, but I guarantee you, will yo, yo, you're going to rebound. You're going to bounce. You have to adopt a different mindset. And I, don't know if that's something you've experienced with your clients.
0: No, com- completely. And and I I was lucky enough to to really find my feet when I started in in the health and fitness industry. I linked up with uh, with Aspire Gym here in Bangkok, and and they really opened my eyes to to all of this. I was one of those people who would have focused on the gym, but the guys always talked about accountability outside at habits, your environment, your What are you doing basically outside of it? And, and now we, we adopt a a policy of, it's like you have 168 hours in a week. If you spend three to four hours in a gym in the week, that's 4% of your week. So it's like the 96%. What are you doing in that 96%? Just like you said, and it's all outside of that. It's like the gym is your anchor maybe, but it's not your anchor. It's something to come back to. Everything else is going to get you those amazing results.
1: I mean, I, I, working out in the gym obviously is necessary, particularly for longevity in terms of preventing muscle loss and, increase, and maintaining the level of metabolism you need as you get older. But it's an addictive environment too, because a lot of classes, a lot of type of activities that are in the gym are centered around releasing endorphins, which becomes an addictive exactly. situation for most clients. So they enjoy it and they will go, but it's not ultimately what is causing the fat loss. You know, and people need to remember this, that even if you didn't have a gym, your body is still physiologically designed to lose fat. There's people who never step a day in the gym or put the foot inside a gym who lose fat. How do they do that? It's not about the gym. It never was, never will be. But that's, it's the marketing has sold that. And that's one of the difficulties with trying to get clients to understand things is that it's not about the gym work. The gym work is a small part
0: yeah and I, you're exactly right it's people people think they have to be a gym rat to be achieving results when absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, when it's not necessary who who has the time to be spending 6 hours a week in the gym or 7 hours a week I, I don't know anyone not even college students or anything like that people just don't have the time and that's that's another thing it's i think a lot of the the fitness industry in general is is catered to people with a lot of time. You see these influencers, as you mentioned, their lifestyle and their job is to be fit and to be ripped and to be in shape. But if you're trying to get a certain result and your lifestyle doesn't mirror that, then you're almost chasing something, constantly chasing something that's not really going to happen. You've got to yeah. think about what do you actually want? and. This is again, like you mentioned, this is something that I always like to talk about with my clients is do you actually really want that result or is there something behind it? Because I find that most people just want to be more confident, energized. They want to feel good in their own body. It's not about looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger or looking like a Baywatch model. It's more about how they feel about themselves and there's no need to be chasing something else. Just chase what success is to you, I suppose.
1: I totally agree. You know, and I've been running a program for nearly thirty years. um, Started out many years ago when I worked with military people and things like that, and it went into the private sector. And it's it's basically it helps people lose fat, but losing fat is a byproduct of what we're doing, and that is improving health. You know, by improving your health, if you're doing it the right way, you will get leaner. It's inevitable because you're doing the right things for your body. So it's not about chasing the fat loss. And this is what I often say to people, it's not about the fat loss. It's about improving your health, improving your long-term view of health, particularly nowadays, because I think we, we suffer now with the fact that the easiest solution for most people with their health is to reach for a pill. You know I mean? Pharma enables us to see this as the solution to everything. But really what we need to be doing is empowering ourselves in terms of being able to manage our health as we get older and stay functionally fit. And if you do that correctly, then getting leaner and losing fat is a side effect that
0: will happen. There's no way around it. Exactly. I completely agree with that. Um, And on on a kind of a nutrition side of things, I'm, I'm always, I suppose, a big... I won't say hater of, of calorie counting at at all, but more so I don't like the fact that the focus is on counting your calories alone and the number that's based on the food. Now I know what, not with everybody that is, but for, for most of the, the advertisements I see, or most of the people who come to me say that, okay, how many calories am I supposed to have? But my, my, not theory on it, but my philosophy on it is that you need to understand what the food is doing for you. You need to understand what, what the food is before you put an exact number on it. Because I feel like people, people treat their meals like a mathematical equation. First, you might look at a plate of food and the first thought that pops to your head is, Oh, that's 650. Not what you actually have on the plate. Oh, this is going to do this for me. This is going to help me with this. This is going to, sort this problem out or whatever I think that's a huge huge problem and just to put it out there I'm not discrediting that calorie that counting your calories can't get results or anything like that I just feel like it's maybe a next it's a a next level approach whereas your first and your basic start point should be the understanding
1: with the program that I run we we count calories for three weeks only that's it and there's a reason we do that not because we're following the the formula that's out there for calorie counting we're doing it to find a baseline to find the bmr and once we have that baseline then we eyeball it after that because who the hell wants to live the life just counting calories i can't think of a more anal way of living your life right exactly the other thing the other problem i have with counting calories to be honest with you connor is that it's something i encountered many many years ago and i still encounter it to this day is that the calorie expectations or the calories that people think they should be taking are way overestimated, in my opinion, way, way, way overestimated. People do not take into account biochemical individuality for a start. And also the fact that most of the calories, the measurements that are given are done in a bomb calorimeter, you know, that we used to see in school type thing. The human body doesn't work like that. So foods do not The calorific value of foods on paper do not equate the same way within the human body. And to be honest, it doesn't really matter. What you need to do is to find your threshold. And that's the only reason you should ever count calories, is to find that threshold so that when you go below it, you're losing fat. And if you go above it, you're gaining fat. That's all you need to know. And the rest, you should be what we call eyeballing it. Live life, have a rough idea of what you're eating calorie-wise, You know, you can tell when you're putting on weight. You know when you're eating too much. Most people do. And as you said, you should be more concerned with what the nutrients on the plate are doing for your health and your body. And that's the way I approach it, too. I'm not going to get my client to live a Spartan lifestyle for the rest of their life. You know, there's diets out there that people push that, you know, whether it's, I'm not going to name names of diets, but you know them, I know them, where they're like, oh, you can't eat fruit. You can't eat this. You can't eat that. You know, when I hear things like you can't eat fruit in your diet, which is fruit being probably the most natural food source on this planet, you know, crazy. From, from the time we ever first walked on this planet. How can that be normal? How can that be natural? How can that be healthy? It's not. It's, yeah. But someone has sold a book on it, you yeah. know?
0: And, and this is the question I always get from clients is when we start, like first week, two or three weeks in, I would get a bombardment of questions. Can I eat this? Am I allowed to eat this? And it's it's funny because there's no I'm allowed or I'm not allowed to eat it. It's what is that food doing to you? Is it redundant in your in your lifestyle? Is it doing anything for you? Do you want to eat it? If it's if it's going out for if it's going out for a drink at the weekend, can I can I drink alcohol? Of course you can. Drink, of course you can drink alcohol. Can I eat eat a chocolate bar? Of course you can. There's, no, there's nothing that's completely off-limits. It's more so understanding what that does to your body, what involvement you want it to have in your life in relation to your goals. But nothing, basically, nothing needs to be completely restricted and taken out of your diet. I think it causes a big problem when people are extremely restricted. And I think it's more valuable to to input things into people's diet rather than take them out. I think certain things that are redundant will be taken out naturally as you progress yourself with your mental state, when you progress and see how energetic you can feel with certain foods.
1: I think this all comes back. I think you're absolutely right. I think it all comes back to what I was saying earlier, that you need to change your perspective to one of health rather than one of fat loss for a start. Because too many people look at the diet as falling into two camps. This is what you do for fat loss, and this is what you do for health. Yeah. Well, actually, you should just be focusing on health. That's it. And the fat loss should come as a result of that. Yeah, and up. all you do is control what you're eating a little bit. You know, if you want to lose fat, I can put you on a desert island with three chocolate bars, and I guarantee you're going yeah. to lose fat. But it doesn't mean you're going to be healthy after a year, right? So, you know, what you really need to be focusing on is what you're doing to your body health-wise. And that creates the right choices as far as I'm concerned, because you're gonna look at food differently. Exactly. You know, is this crap? Is this actually feeding my body? Is this junk, is it chemical muck? What is it? You know, and they're the important questions, not can I eat this slice of toast or is it gonna make me fat or can I eat this apple or can I eat this? That, that's irrelevant, absolutely irrelevant. You know? And that's frustrating for most of us in the business but it's probably one of the most important things you need to discuss with your clients is get them
0: to see that difference. Yeah, exactly. One one good meal is not going to turn you into an athlete and one bad meal is not going to turn you into an overweight person.
1: 100% correct.
0: 100%. Yeah. Um, and I think in, in general, I think we're both on the same point. That's why I love talking about this kind of subject with you because, again, that's when you said that that point that It's the way you look at food or it's the way you look at things in general. That's, that's exactly what it's about. It's, it's not about doing a three week program. That's going to get you outrageous results. It's really about doing a 50 or 60 year lifestyle program. That's going to just make you enjoy your life and enjoy your health. Be confident, be energized, be proud of yourself and be performing at a high level in whatever you want to be performing in, whether it's work, relationships, whether it's sport or whatever it is?
1: You know, I I can, you know, we could take two individual people and we could get them their, their BMR and calories, you know, so that says 2000 calories each and we could feed one chicken and rice for 40 years and we could feed the other one a variety of vegetables, fruits, you know, normal food. And they they both might have the same body fat level at the end, but I guarantee you the health of one will be significantly different to the other. And that's, what's more important is what nutrients are you putting in your body? Particularly now, because our food now is quite poor. You know, there's no clean water, there's no clean air, there's no clean food, right? So it's about making the right choices for later in life. Stop worrying about your six pack for six weeks and worry about, what your bones and what your muscles and what your brain is doing for the next 40 years, that's more important. That's what you should be aiming at.
0: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Listen, I think, I think we've covered quite, quite, quite a lot on that. And, and just, (laughs) just to, to round it up, I suppose it's,
1: Again. Yeah, time's gone quick, hasn't it?
0: <laughs> it? Certainly has, and you know we could talk probably for about two hours on this subject. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But I think the, it all comes down to focusing on focusing on your overall health rather than focusing on your specific weight loss or your six pack abs. It's giving yourself the right options, being aware of what is working, what isn't working going on a suitable plan that suits your lifestyle not looking at these influencers or fitness models that have a completely different lifestyle to you and really trying to find a plan that really helps you understand your body that teaches you what teaches you about the food you're eating the training you're doing the the recovery you have and fit and the fat loss and the results and the the physical results will come as a byproduct of that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think when in doubt, ask yourself one simple question. If what you've been doing for the last 20 or 30 years by trying all these things and doing all these routines and all these things has not changed you or helped you, then why are you still doing it? Try a different way, right? Right.
0: Exactly, exactly. All right, guys, if you've got any questions at all, I uh, want you to drop me a message. You can find me on ConnorCarney.com. You can find me on coaching at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. And Steve, where can people contact you?
1: They can get me on the website, Stephen O'Reilly. That's Stephen with a ph o'Reilly.com They can find me on Instagram on the D. Stephen O'Reilly. And they can email me at info. At StephenO'Reilly.com. Okay. Any questions at all? Yeah, you, you know, drop me
0: a line and we'll get in touch. Perfect. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again for next week's podcast. Thank you. At StephenO'Reilly.com. Okay. Any questions at all? Yeah, you, you know, drop me a line and we'll get in touch. Perfect. Thank you, guys. We'll see you again for next week's podcast. Thank you.